0: Okay, welcome back to the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's dream preview for week one of the FedEx Cup playoffs at the FedEx St. Jude Classic in Memphis at TPC Southwind. My name is Will Doctor alongside James Ledbetter. Welcome aboard as we give you the latest as far as PGA tour handicapping is concerned. Led, we missed you last week, but nice to have you back for week one of the playoffs. What's the word? Good to be back for the the, the playoffs, right? Or however
1: that guy said it. Um yeah, I'm super excited. Well, we got the top 125. We thought it might be 128 a couple hours ago with the with the court hearing in uh, in California on the uh, Live versus PGA Tour, but it looks like that went in the PGA Tour's fa- uh, favor. So, um yeah, 125. Right. Ricky have-
0: R- Ricky Fowler, Mr. 125 this year.
1: Rick Ricky Fowler was the bubble boy. Um, you know, I think it the fact that he gets into a couple of those invitationals that most guys don't get into, you know, uh, I'm sure a, a nice little T40 at Memorial where he, you know, beat a couple guys, uh, probably weighted a little more heavily than maybe a T seven at the John Deere. But, um, you know, he has a pedigree over the years to get into those tournaments. And obviously he's been, uh, one of the big figures in the game. Interesting. Just from, uh, with his caddy recently. Um, you
0: know, yeah, we have a, we have a, we have a couple caddy changes. Ricky split with uh, Joe Scorvon, who he had been with since the beginning of time. And then Will Zalatorre sacked his caddy, uh, Ryan Goble, mid-windum, mid yeah. So it, it's kind of interesting, you know, with all this, uh, one of the aspects of this lawsuit led was that, you know, normally over the years, the PGA tour doesn't disclose any like uh, caddy breakups, the reasons for caddy breakups. They don't, disclose failed drug tests you know uh anything of that nature to try to make um you know the player the players look good and so they can maintain their uh their sponsorship situations contracts uh so i was interested to hear you know uh uh you know some some drama some caddy drama with zalatoris and gobel you know mid Wyndham, why it happened we'll never know but uh you know, and his, and, and both of their pressers, you know, they, they wished them well and, and deservingly. So, you know, you don't want to ruin a caddy's future career and, and, you know, future job opportunities.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, you know, given their, those caddies pedigrees, they're going to be able to get on bags pretty quickly here. Um, a lot of the guys that come up from the corn ferry tour, just say bag it to the, <laughs> to their caddies yeah. that got them there. A lot of the times because um, Scotty. It's, yeah. yeah. It's just a huge thing that the caddies, you know, gone to these different PGA tour, uh, you know, venues before. And he's, I don't, you know, it's a tough thing for a caddy to see a course for for, for the first time. So, you know, there's a reason a lot of these caddies have been doing it for 20, 30 plus years, even fluff. That guy's going to be caddying in a wheelchair, it, you know? <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, the, not, the
0: not, wheelchair. not everyone's greller, you know, can just leave a, a second grade classroom and uh, walk onto the PGA tour and, and give, uh, give one of the best players to ever do it. Uh, all the calls
1: yeah yeah for sure but um it'll be interesting you know ricky's been one of those guys who's been in those lived rumors has he said absolutely no he's not
0: going or um but you know yeah, you feel yeah, for- yeah yeah he um I, he made some comment on the uh the Nelk boys full send podcast about how he makes like so much in commercial money uh that he does not need the to live tour i mean like you have to you have to remember even when he wasn't playing the masters this year we're seeing ricky in like every commercial it's yeah it's uh, it's hilarious mercedes
1: Mercedes commercials and and stuff like that so you know tough tough scene for those caddies the fact that they're not going to be cashing in on uh you know these are obviously three of the biggest purses uh, that the guys are going to be looking at um you know that uh (laughs) the final at east lake is uh for 15 million. So uh, it'd be nice to be a little 10% or on the bag uh, for one of those. But, you know, let's get into the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Uh, it is at TPC Southwind, Memphis, Tennessee. We have the top 125 from the FedEx Cup. Uh, the golf course uh, is designed by Ron Pritchard uh, and Fuzzy Zeller. It's a par 70, it's 7,243 yards, only two par fives. Zoysia fairways, Bermuda greens. Um, Now you do need to hit fairways because you are going to be dealing with Bermuda rough. Uh, You definitely don't want to be spraying off the tee. There's a, I believe there's water on 11 holes. Uh, You know, even going, you know, one hole that jumps out is obviously the 18th kind of signature hole that dogleg left around the water. We've seen some brutal finishes over the years. You know, you go back to last year, I think Cam Smith made double on 18 and we've seen a, you know, a lot of shots over the years that stick in my mind. Everybody, a lot of times, makes the business decision, just blows it to the right, but then you have, uh, you know, have a uh, chance to get blocked out by those trees. But yeah, most water balls on the PGA Tour since 2015. So TPC Southwind
0: certainly holding its own. Uh, yeah, sixth most uh, water danger holes on the PGA Tour. Uh, yeah. So I mean, e- extremely tough uh, as far as fairway difficulty. Ninth narrowest. So. Yeah, one of the things that I'm, I'm really focusing on, I mean, precision as far as the driver is concerned, it's huge on my list this week.
1: Yeah, I'm not too concerned with distance, just given the fact that a couple of times you're going to be laying back off the tee, um, you know, only two par fives. So I don't think we're going to see guys being, you know, 10, 12 under par, obviously um, on, on par fives, that'd be unbelievable with only two each day. But yeah, Doc, I think just, you know, something to look at, uh for folks at home only 3 playoff events this year so it's cool obviously the fact that each event means that much more um we saw in in years past you know guys were even skipping that first event and i think they whittled it down to 3 just so um you know obviously with three them being more important um this week we do have 125 guys playing there is a cut and then you're going to whittle it down to 70 and then 30 for the last two and those will not have cuts um, yeah, so should make Friday interesting, you know, just in terms of the fact that uh, it could be the, you know, it's going to be the last round for a couple guys. So there's definitely going to be that same kind of Wyndham bubble feel in terms of getting into that next event.
0: Yeah, I think that was a good change that they made, just so there's something on the line, you know, for every uh, FedEx Cup playoff event. Uh, and led the other thing, you know, as. I mentioned the, the fairway difficulty Uh, TPC Southwind also has the fourth smallest greens on tour. Uh, So in in diameter, I mean, extremely small greens Uh, you know, that combination with the narrow fairways. I mean, what, what are the chances I I didn't look at many dark horses this week, as far as winners are concerned, I have one, we'll talk about it later on, but I, I think, you know we get out of here with one of these you know top 15 top 20 favorites winning this thing just tom based based on how hard this golf course is and and what the the past champions look like
1: and piggybacking off of that you remember this was a wgc the last couple of years so you know a couple guys who were in that you know 85 to 110 on the money list the guys that kind of hang around um you know formerly was PJ tour player, Charles Howells of the world. Who's not playing this week, but those kind of guys haven't really played this ter- this course in three years. So, you know, the studs that get into the WGCs, you know, in 2021, 2020 and 2019, I think they have a pretty big advantage over the fact that, you know, some of these guys haven't seen it since 2018 when it was just a regular PJ tour event. And, uh, you know, DB straight Vibin was, was going back to back out there.
0: Yeah. DB, uh, straight vibe vibe and daniel Berger. he posted a uh he's been posting a couple of instagram stories just chilling on the boat he's gotten some uh some good prep in, so um it'll be interesting to see daniel Berger. that's another one i don't think he's gonna go live tour but he kind of has that nonchalant attitude where uh you never know if he could take off but uh it, it, he's, been, he's been liking a lot
1: of greg norman jr's uh uh posts on instagram so. i
0: know and he's been hanging out with <laughs> dj and uh You know, props to DJ though. You know, his name wasn't uh, wasn't in the lawsuit, and uh, you know, you kind of have to respect the fact that DJ's he's going to live tour and he's committing to that. You know, he's not he doesn't. Obviously, the thing with you know the one we don't have to go down the live route, but the thing you know the the issue, the scheduling issue there is a big topic of conversation because. You know, the PGA tour, the players require that all members play 14 events and live tour requires 15 events. So, you know, it's not like a star player is gonna play twenty-nine events in a year. And I think you get some real honesty with DJ. And maybe not- P. Reed.
1: Maybe P. Reed. Yeah, maybe
0: P. Reed. Maybe, uh, you know, if you had a guy like, you know, Hideki plays a lot. He's been rumored to go over there. You know, he could make that argument. But
1: DJ's in the majors for the next five years, right? So yeah. there's no real incentive um, for him to really want to play the FedEx Cup besides, you know, making a couple extra bucks. And, you know, having said that, the top 30, uh, the guys that make it to Eastlake, uh, they're going to get into three out of the four majors, uh, you know, coming to next year. So obviously a ton, of, a ton to play for um, in terms of the way golf courses played average winning score of 15 under par over the last six years. is has ranked as the ninth most difficult course on tour. Um, and, you know, we just look at some, some guys that have won here, Abraham answer doc. If you remember him, he used to be on the uh, PGA tour uh he's the actual defending champion i find it interesting how tony is a defending champion i I mean i guess technically it's the same tournament but i mean different state different golf course not even close so our you know guys that have won here justin thomas brooks kepka dustin johnson daniel burgers you know all those guys really jumping out as ball strikers uh but you know even just going back to last year uh A-prime answer, he did win in a playoff over Hideki and Sam Burns in a playoff. So those could be some guys to definitely look at. But, um, you know, this is, you know, we talked about it. You obviously want to be in the fairway, but I really see this as a second shot golf course. There's only a handful of guys over the years that have finished in the top 10 losing strokes with the iron. So I don't think you can have a, you know, minus three shots with the approach week and expect to really contend here. Um, I think obviously we're going to look at strokes gained on Bermuda, uh, given that's the surface champions Bermuda this week. Um, And, uh, yeah, Doc, I think leaning towards some of these studs, given the fact that they've been able to play here, you know, it's kind of for a couple of these guys, if they haven't played it since 2017, 2018, uh, you know, it's a big advantage for some of these studs.
0: Yeah, well said. And uh, and the format for today's show will be uh, a discussion of the top six favorites uh, for the Saint Jude. Then we'll move into matchups, picks to place, and outright winners. Then we will move along into dark horses, lineup scoring predictions, and send you home uh, with a best bet. So I'll get us started here uh, with Rory McIlroy at twelve to one, uh, and Rory has only finished outside of the. Top 15 once in five appearances at TPC Southwind uh, for the WGC and the regular classic has played at various times over the years um, and and has has performed well here, even with a few bad iron and putting weeks um, over the years. I, I think TPC Southwind has increasingly favored Rory over the years because of its penal layout off the tee. Um, and because of that, you know, I, it's, you know, tough to go wrong with Rory this week. We'll get to the price and a little bit. That's a, that's a separate issue. Uh, I think the knock on Rory at a course like TPC Southwind for so many years was he had trouble putting on Bermuda. You know, I feel like that's all changed with, with Brad Faxton at the forefront of Rory's quest to get better on the greens. And he's done just that 27th in putting over his last 12 rounds, getting back to the, the U S open. I mean, We we haven't seen Rory putt like this um, in probably six or seven years.
1: And Doc, speaking of penal layout, uh, what's up with this Meghan Markle news?
0: Oh, here we go. Yeah, another bit of Rory news that was announced this week was in a book uh, named Revenge by a top British investigator, author Tom Bauer. Uh, And this said that Rory had a fling with Meghan Markle in August of 2014 while playing an event in New York. After he unexpectedly nominated her for the uh, the famed ice bucket challenge. You remember that in 2014? So, but at the time, Markle's boyfriend was a chef, Corey Vitello. I've never heard of the guy. He accused her of cheating with Rory. Uh, uh, but Markle repeatedly denied the claims, even though she would encourage media. Uh, to take public photographs of McRoy and herself, so to me it sounds like Roy definitely smashed. I mean, I, wait, I, I that's the <laughs> what year one. was this? 2014. It it was. Has he hasn't won a major since then? No, he has not won a major since then, and it was like a couple months after he uh, he called off the wedding with uh, Wozniacki. So, but hey, my point to that story is that I feel that Rory definitely sees this story resurface this week and goes, you know, I haven't been able to close a major I'm, I'm facing this live golf mess. And now, you know, the, the public knows that Megan Markle chose some, some chef at the time over me. Uh, so I feel like Rory is definitely saying, I need to change the narrative this week. Winning could definitely do that, but now led the price, unfortunately, 12 to one that is, you know, that's complete trash and uh, I believe he's going to, I do believe he's going to win the FedEx, FedEx cup championship. So I'm hoping for a top 10 this week that increases his rank inside the top five on the standings, but also allows me to maybe get some decent odds on him over the next three weeks before he's like
1: doc, any chance, you know,
0: like looking
1: at the board, like who is safe in terms of if, if you're, if you're top, if you're the seventh guy on the points list, can you get bumped out? Like, or could that many guys pass you to the fact that you're not making to East? Like, do we know how those numbers work exactly?
0: No, I don't. I don't. Now, I assume, I have to assume that seventh would be safe. But once it gets to, like, 20 and 27, I was trying to calculate this for uh Corn Ferry Tour bubble. Uh It's way too complicated. There's so many scenarios. So many scenarios. I, I just,
1: I have, like, uh you know, i would nightmares from Heath slocum being like 124 on the points and then winning and then he's like second in the fedex cup i don't think it's that heavily weighted as it used to be but obviously we know um it's about kind of being in that top five or so in terms of that staggered start for uh for east lake but moving into our next guy justin thomas at 14 to 1 jt has nine top 10s obviously won the pga earlier this year but unfortunately, he's kind of having the worst stretch of the season. He's not finished better than 37th in his last three starts. Now, two of those starts are on Lynx golf courses. So, you know, I wouldn't say that really lends itself to uh, JT's game. Um, you know, he struggled over the years. I wouldn't be freaking out with those couple events. In terms of what he he's done here, you know, he's a former winner. Um, he's put on a – he's a former winner of the FedEx St. Jude Classic. You know, he's put on a clinic with the irons in, in the four starts he's had here, gaining at least five strokes approach in each of those four starts. Last year, he finished 27th, losing five strokes on the green. So it really was a much better uh, ball striking um, event than, uh, you know, that 27th place result. Uh, you know, he's gaining two and a half strokes on the greens in his last five starts. So, you know, with JT, if the putter cooperates, he could you he could certainly have a nice week. Doc, same thing. I think it's still, you know, JT at 14 to 1, not exactly, uh, you know, balling right now in terms of, yet, you know, he doesn't have a top 20 in any of his last three starts. Granted, they're on not his forte of golf courses, but, you know, maybe if you can get him an evenly priced matchup, given the iron player he is on this, uh, you know, bit of a second shot golf course, I would take a stab at that and a head-to-head. But other than that, he's a total pass for me.
0: Yeah, he's really going to have to watch those bloop numbers in the, uh, in the Memphis Heat. This week, uh, JT is so uh, well done. There, led uh, on to Patrick Cantlay at fourteen to one. Interesting note on Cantlay: his little brother Jack broke the nine-hole scoring record at the U.S. Junior Amateur, shooting twenty-eight two weeks ago at Bandon Dunes. So we have to we have to add Jack Cantlay on our list of of up-and-comers with relatives on the PGA Tour. You have Charlie Woods, you have Daly Junior, you have. Cameron Kucher, uh and now you have uh, Jack Canley so uh as far as this week is concerned for for Canley he's definitely going to be on my card uh and here's why number one Patrick Canley is without a doubt uh the best player on tour without a win in 2022 the Zurich team event does not count as we've always said better than you know but I feel Canley has had a better season than than Morikawa, better season than Shane Lowry. I have to feel maybe other than Zhao, he's the best player without a win this year. Uh number two, you have to dive further into, into the way Cantley is trending going into this week. He's had a string of top 20 finishes at the U.S. Open and Travelers. He you know ropes a duo of top 10 finishes at the Scottish and British across the pond. Then he comes back to the States two weeks ago and finishes second Detroit. So so what's next? What about a win? What about a win? At a course, uh, like TPC Southwind, ninth narrow is fairways, as I said, four smallest greens. This track to me really fits uh Cantley's precision game. So uh he'll definitely be on my card this week and uh you'll hear how i play him later on. All righty, Matthew Fitzpatrick, 14 to 1,
1: my nemesis. Uh Anyways, results-wise, not much to nitpick when it comes to Matty Fitz. Here's his last couple starts. 5th, 14th, MC. Yes. Uh, 2nd, 5th, MC. 10th, 1st, 6th, 21st. No, but seriously, he's been playing some unbelievable golf. Had, obviously, a great finish at the British Open as well. Um, You know, after having a stretch like that, I don't think we're really going to get much value on a guy like this. You know, this is a guy who is you know, earlier in the years in the, in the, you know, 40s and 50s sometimes to win events, especially with this deep of fields. Um, the one cause for concern I have is the irons. He's not losing strokes, but, you know, he hasn't gained more than two strokes with the irons in an event in the last couple months. I really think, you know, TPC Southern requires elite iron play. You know, I talked about it. Not many guys have lost strokes uh, over the years and finished in the top 10. Um, at 14 to one i don't want to take a guy who has just been okay with the irons um you know going back to last year he finished like borderline last place i think he finished 58 there's only 70 guys in the field don't exactly love that he does have two top 10s here in past years but one of those he gained 10 strokes on the green so we can just throw that in the trash can because i don't think he's doing that uh this week um but anyways you know, given his past results, given the mediocre iron play, um, I think we're buying on Matthew Fitz too high uh if we play him this week. And I, there's other guys I'd rather play in this uh in this area than than Matthew Fitz.
0: I'm out on Fitzpatrick uh as well. So uh on to Scotty Scheffler at fourteen to one. I'm not in love with Scotty over the four round course of this week's golf tournament because he has struggled to put four consistent rounds together at TPC at Southwind in years past. Uh, but I said four rounds. I have a round one matchup for you. A little early first pick. I have a round one matchup for you, uh, in which I absolutely love Scotty Scheffler. And that's gonna be uh Scotty Scheffler over Cam Smith at minus one fifteen on bet 365. And here's why I want the better driver. Uh, And Scotty Scheffler out of the gate at this golf course with the six most hazards on the PGA Tour. Cam Smith has had his issues off the tee. I think TPC Southwind will be a daunting challenge for the Aussie on top of of dealing with all this live circus rumors floating around. He had a a brutal press conference today. I challenge you to look at it. Uh, But that's going to be my only play um, on Scotty Scheffler for for the week. I'm taking the better drive the golf ball out of the gate um over cam smith who can uh just be incredibly shaky on golf courses that demand a lot off the tee
1: yeah it's just like batman versus joker you're taking the you know the hero versus the villain doc
0: totally i mean uh he's going cam smith is going the telegram reported it i i i do uh he's probably in an extremely uncomfortable situation with the the president's cup around the corner and you know the live players not being able to put on the pga tour um It could be signed, but I'm sure he's, you know, thinking relatively hard about his decision, even though he's in the same boat as DJ uh, Led. You know, he's in all the majors, so not too much to worry about there. He was the first player since 1978 to win the players in the Open, so I'm sure he's not sweating too much. Yeah,
1: it's interesting, though. This is probably the first time, you know, Scotty seems like a pretty stand-up guy. This is probably the first time he's been hit with a lawsuit in his life, right? (laughs)
0: You know <laughs> a couple
1: of these guys are probably comfortable uh getting sued. Uh but Scotty, I don't know if he's one of those guys. But, he's probably yeah, pissed. He's probably yeah, pissed. On... He
0: still drives like an O four suburban, you know. I he's... saw that.
1: It's so Kawhi. <laughs> I love that.
0: Kawhi rocking the suburban
1: as well. I'd love to see a little uh little drag race between those two uh Chevy's anyways. Xander Shoffley, fourteen to one. Xander has two wins in his last four starts. Do we think he's the caliber of player that can win? Um, sorry, two wins in the last three starts. Yeah. Do we think he's a caliber of player that can win three times in four starts? Uh, you know this isn't the Travelers. Um, this isn't the John Deere. You know, John Deere has been getting slandered today. Even Judge, whatever her name was, um, she Judge smells. Yeah, pre- <laughs> I'm pretty sure she said like, um, she somehow like threw the John Deere under the bus during one of her uh, soliloquies or whatever.
0: But anyways. Um, she was very unclear on like the state of golf. I, yeah. I feel like is, is the, is uh, you know, they put up the, the PGA tour, put up this PowerPoint of the, uh, of the 2021 social media PIP rankings. Mm-hmm. And the PGA tour Laura was like, well, live has gotten half of this list. So how is this a monopoly? And she was like, she was like shocked. It's like, yeah. she, had, she hadn't seen the list before and hadn't calculated it. So, I don't think
1: she was much of a golfer. I think she's the type of golfer that's probably going to be like good hit after you hit a shot. Um, I don't think she was quite tuned in, quite dialed in. But anyway, Xander – She made the right
0: decision, though. She made the right decision.
1: Maybe. Uh, Xander has not finished outside the top 20 since the Masters, and is gaining almost five-and-a-half shots approach in his last five starts. Um, The course history is not great in his last four starts here. He has one top ten, two times has finished in the bottom half of the field. Um, you know in fact last year he lost strokes in every single category except off the tee Uh, now this is another guy if you want to play him to win I think you're getting in too late Um, you know but Xander is playing the best golfers of his career I'm kind of stuck in between on Xander I don't you know I definitely don't like him at 14 to 1 you know this is a guy who when he's not winning every single tournament he looks at is in that in the mid twenties range. So I, you know, I don't like uh, eating the 14 to one on that, but also I definitely given the way he's playing, do not want to go up against him in a matchup because, you know, it seems like he can't finish outside the top three right now. So I may, I may even be uh, looking for him in a, in a matchup later in the pod.
0: I'll be discussing him uh, later on as well. Let's move into the matchups uh, for the, First playoff event of the PGA Tour season. First one's going to be Sung J M um, over Tom Kim, Ju Young Kim, Tom, Thomas the Tank, uh, at minus 134 on bet 365. Now, just be aware this matchup um, is on bet 365, where a tie uh, counts as a loss, not a wash. Uh, this is Sung J to beat Tom Kite. A tie will lose. Now, You know, talk about who has been consistently knocking on the door, and that is Sung J.M. Sung J.M. is coming off a back to back second place finishes, uh, including last week at the Wyndham, where he finished second to his fellow countryman, Tom Kim. And for the record, I think Tom Kim is here to stay and and will be an incredible champion um, on the PGA Tour. Um, You know, after the win last week, I feel there would be some natural regression uh, from 20 year old Tom Kim. I'm pretty sure he had like the best, sorry. I'm pretty sure the best putting week ever. Did he? I thought that
1: was cam Smith at the open. No, but I'm saying like, I, I was kind of being somewhat, uh, over exaggerating, but I'm pretty sure gained maybe 10 or 11 strokes on the greens last year. Yeah. I think,
0: I think he had, he had two rounds sub 64, didn't he last week? Yeah, doc. He gained 12 and a half strokes on the greens, almost eight
1: better than the next best guy. So, I even saw one of the highlights. He was like jarring a 30 footer that hit off someone's marker and then ricocheted into the hole. The guy couldn't miss all week.
0: Yeah. He's, he's an incredible new champion on the tour. He, you know, I, I heard him this morning on XM and uh, he was saying how he takes from Tiger uh, regarding never checking his bank account. You know, he just, he's only focused on winning, uh, racking up, you know, the top 10s, the top 20 is exactly what we want him to do. It won't be this week against Sung J. M Sung J. M ranks ninth in strokes gained off the tee on tour has the clear advantage here um over tom kim and simply is not going to want to get beat by his fellow countrymen again i mean he shook his hand he shook tom's hand after but we all know what Sung was thinking i'm coming for your next uh, i'm coming for your neck next week um and that's what he's going to do that's what he's going to do here i love sung M over tom kim minus 134 on bet 365 for my first matchup this week
1: And for my only matchup this week, I have Xander Shoffley over Matthew Fitzpatrick, minus 110. Fitz finished borderline DFL in this event last year and hasn't been as sharp with the irons as people might think. You know, I think Xander is a perfect fit for this golf course. Um, Xander didn't exactly have a stellar performance here last year I talked about earlier, but he did finish sixth here in 2020. Um, You know, our defending, our actual defending champion, Abraham answer I always refer to referred to him in the past as Xander light um I think they have pretty similar games in terms of the fact that you know they're those guys when they're on the PGA tour and have rankings and stats uh they are <laughs> in uh you know in the top 30 I'd say pretty much across the board um you know Tita green uh maybe not so much around the greens but certainly putting so um you know, answer obviously won year last year, hitting a ton of fairways and greens in route to that victory. You know, if I can get a guy who's picking up over five strokes with the Irons in his last five starts at minus one ten on a second shop golf golf course, I have to take it. Um, you know, Tony, Xander, those guys can do no wrong right now. So I think we can jump on it and uh, you know, ride it into a little uh matchup at minus one ten. So that's Xander Shoffley over Matthew Fitzpatrick, minus one ten on draft teams.
0: I fully endorse that. I think Xander's gonna have a great week. Um, it's and and Fitzpatrick way overpriced, way overpriced, probably the most overpriced player in the top six favorites. So
1: doesn't look like it's gonna be too windy. We know Fitzpatrick comes out of his shell uh in tough conditions. Looks like it's gonna be, you know, a little rain Wednesday night. Uh
0: and he's been he's been
1: go ahead. Yeah, maybe a little wind Thursday, Friday and then for the most part it's going to be uh smooth sailing, just a little trackman combine on the weekend.
0: And and led he has pulled off the cross-handed chipping all year, but you have to think maybe um in this in this thick Bermuda rough uh in Memphis, you know, eventually the cross-handed chipping falls apart. Maybe maybe it's here. No comment.
1: I I tried to jinx it a couple times over the last couple.
0: Yeah, and then he won a major. He's- Chipping in from everywhere. So yeah.
1: uh no comment. I'm pulling a Cam Smith on this one.
0: Okay, on to uh Will Zalatoris over Cam Young at minus 115 on Bet Online. So we're back on a tough course. Uh so I'm back on Willie Z this week. I had Willie Z in a couple tickets last week. Didn't go that well. He made he makes the cut. Um it was was en route to missing the cut, ended up putting together a ridiculous back nine on Friday to make the cut, and then rallied um, all the way up to a tie for 21st over the weekend did not help me too much. I had him to win and top 10. So those were a couple L's, but as far as Zal's prior performance at Southwind is concerned, he has one appearance in Memphis, which was last year and he finished a tie for eighth after having a phenomenal week from T to green, including good evidence that he knows how to put on these greens. I think he's he picked up about two strokes on the greens here last year. So, uh, in this matchup, he'll face Cam Young, who is a rookie making his first appearance in the playoffs at an absolutely daunting golf course. That's no disrespect to Cam Young; could definitely still be PGA Tour rookie of the year uh, after his performance at the majors. But I'm I'm extremely confident in siding with uh, with Zal on the tougher golf course. So that's going to be Will Zal Torres over Cam Young at minus one fifteen on Bet Online. And uh, I have one more uh, matchup for you. It's going to be Shane Lowry over Tyrell Hatton at minus 120 on DraftKings. Um, TPC went a place where I see Tyrell Hatton getting extremely frustrated if things go south at all. Maybe a club throw, maybe a caddy gets fired. Um, we'll see. He did finish 17th at this event last year, but in the two years prior to that, Tyrell Hatton, um, showed that he's not the biggest fan of this place, not the biggest fan of TBC South, Southwind, and struggle from T to green. While Shane Lowry has finished in the top 30 in each of the last three years, including a sixth place finish in 2020. Now, as far as recency is concerned, I'm glad I passed on Lowry last week at the Wyndham. He finished 83rd um, after making the cut on the number and what was a, a fluky week for Shane. I think he, I think he turns it on in a big way in Memphis this week and he's bringing Terrell Hodden down while doing so. So my third and final uh, matchup for this week is going to be Shane Lowry over Terrell Hoden at minus 120 on DraftKings Sportsbook.
1: Okay, and moving into our picks to place, I'll start it off. I'm going back to the well. Russell Henley, top 20, plus 190. This ball, man's ball striking is next level right now. He's the number one iron, iron player in the field. I've been saying that. It's like a broken record. And it doesn't matter what that field is. This field's unbelievable, and he's still the number one iron player. Um, he is coming off back to back top tens at the Rocket Mortgage and the Wyndham. Um, he's been on my card the last two weeks, and I just want to keep it rolling. Um, you know, I'm going top 20 here, just given the fact that we do have that deeper field. So it gives us a little bit more wiggle room. Um, TPC Southwind rewards approach shots, and you know that's Russell Henley's calling card. In his last two starts, he's gained seven point eight strokes and five point two strokes to green. He's actually lost strokes on the greens in his last five starts, but we just don't care because he's hitting the iron so no. well.
0: No, I um, had a uh, I had a Henley top Georgia Bulldog ticket for plus three hundred on Barstool Sportsbook last week. Excellent ticket. Saved my entire card. I'm. uh I'm all in on Russell Henley come the playoffs. Love that. One more thing. Russell Henley's best
1: surface is Bermuda. As long as he doesn't putt like Stevie Wonder, lock this top 20 in. Russell Henley top 20 plus 190 for my per- first pick to place.
0: Um, And I'm going to take Aaron Wise top 20 plus 250 on Online. Here's why Aaron Wise is such a great option this week. Number one, when you look at the... The scope of his last fourteen events dating back to the Genesis, uh, Aaron Wise has been driving it beautifully all year long. Number two, Aaron Wise has shown up in the the tougher venues as of late: second to Memorial, twenty seventh U.S. Open at Brookline, and thirteenth last week at the Wyndham And a lot of experts they fear Aaron Wise putting at times, but this is a golf course where you know ball striking definitely takes the upper hand over putting. I mean, if you're looking at a Tony, if you're looking at Aaron, looking at a Seb Munoz. You look at the ball striking first, uh, the putting, you know, it'll come to give Aaron credit, though. The putting has been solid since he switched to the the claw grip with the Beller, belly putter combo. Um, absolutely absurd. Only thing, you know, more absurd would be a a right forearm lock claw grip with the belly putter combo. Um, but anyways, first pick to place for this week. Great look. Aaron Wise, top 20 plus 250 on that online for my next pick to place this guy does not get no respect
1: similar to rodney dangerfield sam burns top 10 plus 300 this man has won two times in the last couple months and they are giving him worse odds than zero time winner Zalatoris, zero time winner cam young excuse me um but yes he's not coming in with the best form ever but he's you know, he's been playing links golf. He's been he's been across the pond. He's been playing the the Scottish and the British. And now we're back uh you know, we're back in the States. You know, he's probably hammering some lean brisket this week. You know, things he's definitely gaining strokes in Memphis on uh, on lean brisket versus yeah, he, uh Agus or whatever, fish and chips he's been having the last couple of weeks. He
0: he went on a uh he went on a trip with uh with Scheffler to Greece um over the last week. They were uh they were kicking it while um, everyone else was playing Wyndham and, uh, and those other events and all this live PGA tour stuff was going on. So they got a good, get away. They got a good recove, probably eating some shish kebab out there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just kicking it.
1: But I, I like my Sam Burns on barbecue, right? Memphis barbecue dot you know, they could probably rival Houston's barbecue. Maybe, no,
0: I, I actually, out of all the cities that can rival it, maybe Memphis, maybe St. Louis ribs. But okay. no, I I no I got this spot in Houston though. I got I got the ribs covered. No, Houston, uh, in my opinion, simply the best barbecue on earth. But uh yeah, the Memphis uh they got a they got a they got a sauce there, a Memphis Memphis sauce. Bell. Yeah, it's more of a sweet barbecue that they mm-hmm. do up there. So uh no, I dig it. I dig it. Okay. But anyways, Sam Burns, two time winner,
1: okay, this year. One at Colonial, one at Innisbrook. Obviously great driver of the golf ball, great iron player. Sam Burns has gained strokes on the greens in eight of his last nine starts, absolutely drops bombs on Bermuda Greens. Guy turns into speak on Bermuda Greens. He's the eighth best uh, Bermuda putter in this field. Um, he lost in a playoff last year at this event, so you know not much better course history than that. So I just love that number for him. Sam Burns top 10 plus 300 for my other pick to plays.
0: Okay, and my final pick to place is going to be Victor Hovland, top 20 at plus 150 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And finally, uh, Victor Hovland back in the humid climate in Bermuda grass where he performs best. I had to to double check it, but this is going to be the first time this year that I've placed a, a ticket on Victor Hovland due to his elongated struggles on and around the greens through the Midwest swing in the U.S. Open. But this is a guy who a lot of people have forgotten. He's won three. He won three events in five starts to begin the season. Worldwide Tech Championship, Tigers event at the Hero, you know, the shortened field. Say of it what you will. Uh, And then his last one came at the Dubai Desert Classic on the European Tour. So the reason I like Hovland so much this week is because he's extremely he's an extremely good driver of the golf ball and. Finally, during his last event at the Open Championship, which, you know, different style of golf, but at least he showed he's capable of making putts, getting it up and down around the greens. I know little to no rough at St. Andrews, but at least it's something good to feed off of. And he did that in route to a T4 finish at St. Andrews. So, um, you know, different conditions coming into Memphis this week, obviously, compared to Scotland. But uh, TPC Southwind provides the setup and conditions that suit victor hovland best so that's going to be victor hovland top 20 plus 150 on DraftKings sportsbook
1: i'm in on hob this week he is going to be one of my winning picks um it was interesting watching the british open you know obviously hovland's a great ball striker great iron player but you know rory's kind of pumping it by him like 15 20 yards at uh at uh the british open so uh, yeah he
0: was you know with
1: those pop by forearms that uh hovland has
0: yeah, and Hovland actually uh you know down the stretch on Sunday, you know, putted a little bit better than Rory. You know, Rory had 36 putts on Sunday. Don't even remind me, but uh let Cam Smith win. But um yeah, onto uh on to our winners for the uh the St. Jude. Okay, moving into our outrights, uh, I'm gonna
1: just fire him off. John Rom, 20 to 1 on DraftKings, the best driver on the PJ tour. Will be playing the same exact Chrome Soft X from Thursday to Sunday. Only way he loses a ball is if some unruly fan picks it up and runs off with it. Um, but like I said, best driver of the golf ball on tour. Uh, Rom has been in single digits at some times this year. I think when we can get Rom in the twenties, it's an absolute must play. Obviously, doesn't exactly have the form to for that number to blow up to that point. But you know, this is a course that rewards ball strikers. The putting hasn't been great the last couple of weeks, but we've seen JT win here, losing strokes on the greens. And you know, Rom Rah- has the firepower to do the same. Uh, you know, he's played this event twice, has a top ten in one of those starts. I just think, Doc, for me, when we get Rom in the twenties, you know, we're looking at him at what was he six to one at the Mexican event that he yeah had, yeah he now
0: but the, the heavier guy is gonna have to hydrate a lot more in Memphis. The Shane Lowry's, the Roms, the world. I mean, it's gonna be it's oh, gonna be war. It's gonna be like Paolo, right?
1: The guy loses ten pounds every uh, every uh, NBA game or whatever or Drew League game, whatever. Uh, but moving into our next guy, Sam Burns, thirty four to one on DraftKings. Sam Burns has jumped up and had great finishes. You know, really showing no form. Uh, we've been on some winning tickets with Sam Burns this year, you know, at colonial been on some nice top tens where, you know, even at Bay Hill, the guy showed no form coming in. He's not really one of those guys who needs a T20 and then eases in and kind of ha- needs to build momentum. He's come out of nowhere and won. Um, you know, like I said earlier, he's the eighth best Bermuda putter in this field. Um, you know, we hit on him colonial. Let's do it again. So 34 to one, I think that's a good number for Sam Burns. And then my last guy, Victor Hoblin, 35 to 1 on DraftKings. Hob has struggled at this event. I think that's being priced into the number a bit. He's coming off a, you know, a tied fourth place finish at the British Open where he was really able to put his elite ball striking on full display. You know, doc, this is a guy who hasn't had a top 20 since the players, you know, crazy enough, but also, you know, he was a top 3 player in the world earlier in the year, you know. We've given, given him some some crap about the chipping woes. I don't think that's going to be too much of a concern this week. If you do miss greens and you're in this Bermuda, you're probably not going to really be getting up and down that consistently, especially if you're missing in the wrong spots. Um, you know, I think if he can have a 75, 80% ball striking week in terms of green and regulation, um, you know, if he's not getting up and down once around versus two times around, I don't think that's really going to blow his chances out of the water. Um, I just think it's worth a stab on a guy who's, you know, we've we've said over the years is, uh, you know, a guy who belongs in the top 10 of the world, top five in the world. And if we can get him, you know, in the mid 30s, even high 30s in some spots, it's a, it's a must play for Victor Hovland.
0: No, Victor's back for sure. If we're playing him um, on this podcast, it means he's back. We've had it all year. It's time to attack. Um, On to my winners. Uh, we talked about Patrick Canley. I'm taking Patrick Canley 18 to one on bet three, six, five. We talked about him in the favorites. I'm taking Sam Burns as well. 35 to one on DraftKings. Kings. Uh, Led actually had th- he has three wins on the PGA tour season. You talked about colonial, you talked about Valspar actually won sanderson farms way back when to the beginning of the season and when you look at what it requires to win at country club of jacksonville it's accuracy off the tee and managing the wire bermuda in humid conditions it's the same story you've played you know Innisbrook. it's the same story there um you know setup wise i don't like the comparison but at the same time have to hit fairways at Innisbrook, and you have to navigate around extremely thick bermuda rough so i think Sam Burns can apply bits and pieces from all three of those victories, like you said, and apply it this week Um, at Southwind. uh, And, you know, he showed us what he can do at this event last year, finishing second, like we talked about earlier. So my second pick to win is going to be Sam Burns, 35 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you have something to add to Sam Burns?
1: Yeah, I just think it's a bit of a crime if you're playing a guy like Zal or Cam Young in the twenties versus you got a three-time winner sitting right in front of you, thirty-four to one. You have to go.
0: Totally, totally, totally. Uh, last one's going to be Sebastian Munoz, one hundred and fifty to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, hear me out. Hear me out here. I know what you're thinking. Missed cut at the Wyndham, made the cut, but finished sixty-second at St. Andrews. But you have to look at how well. He's actually played from tee to green over his last five events. Don't overreact to the Wyndham last week. He played extremely well at the U.S. Open, finished 14th there, played well up in Canada, and finished third at the Byron earlier this season. So he has proven, uh, Munoz has, that he's a guy that excels at these golf courses where you really have to be precise off the tee. And he's been rock solid on Bermuda Greens this year. So my third uh, winner for the week, a long shot winner, really, Sebastian Munoz uh 150 to 1 on DraftKings sportsbook. Let's uh let's move into our dark horses here, Lud.
1: Dark horses are always my favorite bet of the pod. Um dog, I know you're going to love this one this week. I'm going with Honor Barn Lahiri, top 20 plus 500 strokes gained hunger off the charts sitting at 66 in the FedEx Cup. You know, just got to defend the position this week. Got to finish in a top 70 to make it to the BMW. This man lost four and a half strokes with the putter last week and route to a top 10 at the Windham. So absolutely love the ball striking. He gained seven strokes with the irons alone last week. You know, you pair that up with the fact that he hasn't lost strokes off the tee since the Genesis. And I did not know just, you know, sometimes you gloss over, guys. I did not know. He is that much of a uh, of a ball striker. Um, and one more thing, one little, one more little nugget. Almost at the players, led. Yeah, and that you you guys probably heard that alarm uh, that went off. This is for the nugget of the podcast, the Denver nugget of the podcast. The last time he played this event, you know, he's one of those seventy five to one twenty five guys, not exactly getting in those WGCs all the time, like you know the Shuga Shugo Imahiras of the world. who have got. You know, six WGCs on the schedule every year. He's kind of one of those mid tier players. Um, Honor Barn, last time he played this event, 2018, finished sixth place. So, you know, as long as he puts anything but terrible, I absolutely love this top 20 at plus 500. Honor Barn Lahiri, top 20 plus 500 for my dark horse this week.
0: Great find, Led. Time to, time, to, uh, time to put it in fifth gear if you're Bond. Uh mm-hmm. so so that's a good look. Uh my dark horse uh for this week is gonna be Harold Varner, the third, top 20 at plus 280 on FanDuel. And Varner is another guy's really stepped up at the large events this year. Uh, you know, not his fourth place finish at the Zurich two-ball at TPC Louisiana. Uh, <gasps> you know, he finished 28th at the US Open, 23rd at the Masters and sixth at the players. He's performed well. Among the better fields, and in three professional starts at TPC Southwind, Varner has made the cut um, in two uh, in two of three of those events with a top twenty finish in 2016. Before this was a playoff event, I understand Varner hasn't done a whole lot over the last five weeks, but this is one course in the playoff rotation where I'm going to like Varner to compete in. So that's going to be Harold Varner the third, top twenty plus two eighty on Fanduel. And moving into those lineups, um, Doc, I'm not
1: gonna sit here and lie to you. When I put my lineup in, I thought like the thing glitched out and let me like pick these players at with no salary cap. Um, absolutely love my lineup this week. I'm gonna go with John Rahm, Victor Hovland, Sam Burns, Russell Henley, Corey Connors, and my caboose this week could be one of his last couple PJ Tour events. Mark Leishman.
0: Wow. Oh, Leishman's gone. Leishman is gone. He is, uh, he is. See you later. 38 years old. You can't blame him. Uh, you know, some of these older guys that are getting tossed the money, you know, how, you know, it's tough to sit here and say that, you know, you wouldn't do the same thing, you know, in your early forties. So, yeah. um, So that's incredible uh, that you were able to squeeze, you know, so many good looks in that lineup. Uh, You know, Rom Burns, Corey Connors, Corey Connors is incredible. I've got some Alabama defensive line type depth in that lineup this week. Yeah, I have one guy that could could take out that whole offensive line. That's Sung J.M. So he's going to be second in my lineup. I'm starting it off with Sam Burns. Then we'll go to Sung J.M., Aaron Wise, uh, Sebastian Munoz. Uh, Harold Warner the third and I'm running it out with David Lipsky uh, who is an absolute fairway and green finder so relying on him in the caboose position to uh, to get me carry me through the week uh, led I think you're leading the way as far as the scoring predictions um, are concerned I know you've had my number there and you know 10 of 12 weeks at least you know doc I'm gonna go with 18 under par,
1: uh, you know, the winning score has kind of been in that 16 under range the last couple of years. Uh, we're going to get a little rain on Wednesday, maybe soften it up for those first couple. So 18 under par for my scoring prediction.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go with 15 under a couple shots under you, you know, I think with the fourth smallest greens, um, on the PGA tour and, and some of the thicker Bermuda rough, um, you know, mixed with the humid conditions. You know, I, I feel players struggle a bit this week. Uh, so I'm thinking 15 under is a good number for, uh, for TPC Southwind. Let's take a break from the golf for a word from pregame.com. Preseason week one action.
1: Go to pregame.com and click on buy picks and then add any package or subscription to your shopping cart. Simply apply the coupon to your shopping cart and confirm your discount before you check out. You can use code. Eagle 10 on any package or subscription from your favorite pros at pregame. The Hitman earned more than 52 and a half NFL units last season. For this Beat the Hitman NFL contest, the contestant who earns the most NFL units wins $500 cash. If the winner earns more than the Hitman did last year, then the contest winner gets an additional $500. That's $1,000 cash. Enter today, it's completely free. Just go to pregame.com and then click on the contest to find the Hitman NFL contest. Now back to the golf.
0: Okay, so for my best bet uh, for the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs, it's going to be Xander Shoffley top 20 plus 100 on FanDuel. So top 20 plus 100 for the, the Zan man who has won in two of his last three starts and hasn't hasn't finished outside of 18th place in eight events since the masters. And it's even more shocking that we're getting these plus odds considering he finished T six the 2020 FedEx St Jude just two years ago. So uh, this is no question. My best bet. You can, you can pair it up with Fled's uh, uh, matchup of Xander over Fitzpatrick, but uh, my best bet for this week is going to be Xander Shoffley at top 20 at plus 100 on FanDuel. And for my best bet, I am taking Corey Connors'
1: top 20 plus 230. I think that's a great number for him. 28th at the British, 21st at the Wyndham. He is officially trending for a top 20. Um, last week at the Wyndham, he gained 8.4 strokes T to green. That's exactly what we're looking for this week. In terms of putting, his best surface is Bermuda greens. That's what we're getting this week at TPC Southwind. You know he has played this event in, in years past hasn't exactly you know lit it up over the years he's finished kind of between that 20th 35th kind of range um you know in those starts this guy is one of the best ball strikers on the bj tour and i know i sound like a broken record but i love guys that can putt poorly and still catch those bets so i'm taking Corey connor's top 20 plus 230 lock it in
0: and that's gonna do it here on the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview for Week One of the FedEx Cup Playoffs. Uh, we'll see you next week for the BMW in Delaware. Led great work today, and best of luck, everyone, with their bets.
1: Peace.